Welcome to Pastors of the Roundtable. This is the Discipleship Podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church, brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan, and we encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. We're all here together to talk and continue discussing uh, the Baptist faith and message and what it teaches us about cooperation, um, because we're all about cooperation and working working together, aren't we? Tim's Tim's laughing. So, are you about? Because the way you said that, I thought you formed it as a question almost, but as a statement at the same time. <laughs> We are all about cooperation together, aren't we? I am Ron Burke. You've been out of it a little bit. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's okay. We haven't done no. a podcast in no, a couple you know, weeks, a few weeks. I don't care. <laughs> um, this is episode 99. 99. 99. So... Name some famous players that wear the number Wayne 99. Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. The great one. Yeah. Okay. That's the best one. Aaron Judge now. Who cares? Oh, yeah. So Is that person related to that singer we were talking about? Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge? What's that That's lady's Judd. name? Judd. Oh, Winona yeah. Judd. <laughs> There's a lot of those, too. Ashley Judd, all them Judds. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows them. Down south, but, it sounds <laughs> the same. You know, Judd. <laughs> there was a reformer named Leo Judd. Probably related. Um, yeah. So, but oh. well, like one name, Leo Judd? No. Or Leo, Leo Judd. Judd. Oh, <laughs> so his name was Judd. I thought you said Leo Judd. No, no. It's my only favorite. No. Leo um, Judd. So, cool name, so Aaron Judge wears number 99. Mm-hmm. Also, an old player for the Cardinals who was a, a Japanese baseball player named Sotoguchi. Oh, yeah. Wore number 99. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool name, and, too. Uh, yeah. It's an awesome name. Yeah. You know, this is, a la- this is the last time you can do this. And then football. We have uh, Warren Sapp. Thank God. Yeah, Warren Sapp. Aaron <laughs> Donald. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Donald wears number 99, right? Does he? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah, lots mm-hmm. of great people have worn number uh, 99. 99. Can't think of any basketball players, but. Mm-hmm. No. Not, I don't think Is Rodman that guy did. that plays for the Suns? Rodman might have one year. Was there that Dennis guy that Rodman. plays for the Suns? 99? Wears number 99. Right now? Like a power forward or something? Not that I'm aware Small of. Forward. Okay. Well, so we're here to talk about cooperation. And um, so I'll read this statement here, and then we can we can walk through it. It talks about cooperation. It says, Christ's people should, as occasion requires, organize such associations and conventions as may best secure cooperation for the great objects of the kingdom of God. Such organizations have no authority over one another or over the churches. They are voluntary and advisory bodies designed to elicit, combine, and direct the energies of our people in the most effective manner. I like the fact that they say our people. Uh, That's that's an interesting, instead of the people of God, our people. Members of New Testament churches should cooperate with one another in carrying forward the missionary, educational, and benevolent ministries for the extension of of Christ's kingdom. Christian unity in the New Testament senses spiritual harmony and voluntary cooperation for common ends by various groups of Christ's people. Cooperation is desirable between the various Christian denominations when the end to be attained is itself justified, and when such cooperation involves no violation of conscience or compromise of loyalty to Christ and his word as revealed in the New Testament. Okay. Cooperation. So, right away, any thoughts about this section? Why is this section in the BFNM? The Baptist Faith and Message. Why? Why have a section about um, cooperation? Why is it important? And your initial thoughts about it? 
Because so far, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much everything we talked about, the local church does on their own. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Right, that? right. And we are a denomination with Southern Baptist Convention. No, we're not. Uh, yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. So there needs to be, though, a section probably that states why we come together. Right. As local churches. And this is that statement, that there's a benefit to cooperating with like-minded churches outside of just your own congregation. So that's why I think that's mm-hmm. here. That's why right. I think that's here. Right. Scott, any thoughts? I mean, it wouldn't really be the Baptist faith and message without a statement on cooperation. That's the whole reason the Southern Baptist Convention exists is for cooperation between churches to accomplish its mission of the Great Commission and that goal. And so it's just how do we understand that cooperation? What that what is that cooperation for? I mean, here, I mean, you read it. I'm sure we'll get to it a little bit, but it kind of spells out like what cooperation means uh, in that sense of not control over one another, but it's voluntary. Um, it's pooling of resources to accomplish the purposes of the convention and things like that. Uh, so, I mean, without this understanding of cooperation, you don't really have an understanding of the Southern Baptist Convention, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the fact that we have a cooperative, cooperative program, you know, and just mm-hmm. that, those, that, that terminology, you know, that we're cooperating together for you know, for the, the good of the church. And it's, it also has the idea, denotes the idea of like-mindedness. We have autonomy, you know, the different churches within the SBC network are autonomous, and yet there is a common denominator, mm-hmm. a common goal that mm-hmm. we're striving for. So I think it's, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good word that's used to kind of help kind of shape and, and frame who we are. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes if you read, um, particularly people that are not, um, familiar with uh, the Baptist understanding of the church. Sometimes you'll hear people say the Southern Baptist church mm-hmm. believes this. Well, there's no Southern, there's not the Southern Baptist church. There's Southern Baptist churches that together support the Southern Baptist uh, convention, which is a, a cooperative effort. So um, first of all, it talks about, I think I'm, I've kind of categorized these uh, sections um, to kind of help break down it. But first of all, it talks about cooperation. This is intentional uh, cooperation, and it explicitly says that Christ's people should, um, as occasion requires. Um, so it's saying that this uh, this uh, cooperation, this working together, cooperating together, working together alongside of each other, is um, for specific occasions, for specific purposes, at specific times. Um, and so some of the purposes it gives us and the intentions is, first of all, as may best secure cooperation for the great objects or to elicit, combine, direct the energies of our people or to carry forward the missionary, educational and uh, benevolent ministry. So first of all, it says um, it's intentional for specific uh, purposes. Um, talk about some of the purposes that are valid, maybe some of the purposes that might be not be valid uh, for churches to uh, intentionally uh, cooperate for what are some ventures that are that we do support together what are some that might not be so valid for churches causes for churches to go after yeah i mean one of the things i like about uh how we cooperate as churches is the missionary aspect uh i always think it's sad that you know missionaries from other organizations seem have to come off the mission field 
and come back to the USA and go from church to church, basically begging for money, being salesmen and trying to throw pitches at churches or making them feel guilty into giving them money. Um, we don't have to do that. We have missionaries who then can go to our seminaries, which is another good part is the education side, uh, but they can go to our seminaries and be trained. And so theoretically, they then have a good theology, a good basis, and then they are paid and employed uh, by the International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, wherever it is, and then sent to wherever it is they've been sent to. So um, all over the world, we have missionaries. Within our own country, we have missionaries. And when they get their breaks, you know, or whatever, they don't have to come and beg for money. They might go to Southern Baptist churches and share what's going on, but they're not saying, hey, we need we need more money. Can you can you give us money so that we can have our Bible study in Hungary or whatever? That's all supported through the church's giving and working in cooperation uh, for that. And I, th- I think that's a, a big benefit to our missionaries. Also, also to be like secure in their income. It's like, go do your work. It's secure. You know, it, it's right. there. Uh, you don't have to sit here and be concerned about it every mm-hmm. step of the way that you're going to have to come back or close your doors or whatever. Sure. So I, I like that right. part of it. And, that, and that's explicitly said, caring for the missionary yeah. um, uh, ministries. It also says like, um, you know, it, it's intentional to, uh, it says elicit combine and then direct so to elicit to ask for to combine to put them all together to pull them together and then to decide how to put all of those energies um forth and it says in, a, in the most um effective manner what would be a way that would be an ineffective manner for like a local church um to direct its energies you know what i mean i guess i'm asking the question because it says that they're trying to do this in an in an effective way how does this help us do the do Christ's work more effectively, and or more efficiently, yeah. rather than inefficiently? I think the theory would be if you <clears throat> so if you think of it on a smaller scale, if you gathered some let's say six churches together in your community and you wanted to support some missionary causes together that you couldn't individually. You would probably then have to put somebody overseeing it, right? So the six of the churches would kind of have to hire somebody or at least place this responsibility on somebody. You're in charge of this endeavor that we're going after. And the thought behind it is this will be the most effective way to do it because you're skilled at this or whatever that person is, this is what you do. And we're trusting you with this to go and do this on behalf of us. And I think that's the effective manner that's being talked about with the Southern Baptist Convention is there are people employed, maybe I'm saying this wrong, I don't mean to, by the Southern Baptist Convention. Is that right? People employed by them? Yes. Mm-hmm. At least they're entities. Yes, and they're entities. Uh, but we do that to be effective. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just like a pooling of money and then money's, again, in theory, not being wasted and just thrown around. You want to be smart in how you handle the funds that God has given you. You want to be good stewards, which we'd already talked about Mm -hmm. in a previous podcast. And so we hire smart people. So uh, that's the missionary side. You think about it like educationally, we have seminaries. And so we hire presidents of our seminaries who are equipped to do that. We hire uh, professors uh, who we trust and who are equipped to do that. And we feel that that's 
effective use of the money mm-hmm. that we then send our students to to go get trained uh, in a now, and this is something that's different because Michigan's unique because we don't have state level educational um, institutions mm, no. like Missouri has Southern Baptist colleges as yeah, well yeah. like at a state convention level right because this also applies to those. Mm-hmm. That level, which is you're talking about a national level. I'm talking, with, yeah, the more the national with like level. Like the six seminaries, the the national convention supports, but like Kentucky and Missouri, um, both uh, and uh, many states in the so south. Does, I have a question. Sponsor the state convention sponsors those colleges. Who sponsors Boyce? Is that national or is that Kentucky? It'd be national. Because it it's is a seminary. I mean, Kentucky probably gives some to it as well because the seminary Boyce is is part of Southern, Southern. Seminary. It's, okay. it's under. Are there other authority. ones like that, like under Southeastern or under yeah. Southeastern has one? Yeah, Midwestern, Spurgeon, has Midwestern has one. does right. Spurgeon College. I think Southwestern has one. Southwestern has one as well. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but we can we can think about this not only in terms of the national level. We can bring it very local here. Yeah. I mean, because this isn't just like part of the Southern Baptist Convention, or you also have the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. You also have the Southeastern Baptist Association, which we are part of here locally, with only seventeen churches in it. <clears throat> but I mean, even the the association which Tim and I are more involved in has talked about um, a local ministry here, Sailor Center of Hope, that our church individually supports but we've also had a conversation as an association of you know most of our churches all agree that this is a worthy endeavor to support which is one of the things so it says in caring for the missionary educational and benevolent ministries that's and that's an example of a benevolent Mm -hmm, ministry mm -hmm. that churches would like to support but many of the churches in our association that are smaller they might be able to give like a hundred dollars here or there to support a ministry like that Whereas, like, what we heard that it was, like, a couple thousand dollars or six, how much was it to support one person yeah, through the program? Like, like $6,000. You know, so a church thinks, like, I mean, yeah, we'd like to help that, but we feel like a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the churches of our association, we pull those resources and say, okay, as an association, we are going to support one person through the year-long program of $6,000. Mm-hmm. That's more attainable. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's, I think, some of what's, being talked about when it comes to like the most effective mm-hmm. manner uh, one church that's very small can contribute and i think the lord honors that contribution and looks favorably upon that but in terms of actually trying to have an impact you can have a greater impact with the more resources that are pulled together i think that's some of the idea behind cooperation mm-hmm. as well is and that's why you know tim you were talking about like our ability as southern baptists to not have to worry about telling our missionaries that they have to raise their funds or even be worried about what their life is going to be like when they come off the field because that's covered for them too um like we're able to do that only because we have so many churches cooperating together to be able to do that mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's it happens locally at the local level too and i can tell you from personal experience you know when we were in chicago going through nam and getting we got funding from illinois state Baptist Association and from the Chicago Metro Metro Association. And that took a lot of the pressure off. We didn't have to go around, like you said, in the different churches and and um, send out letters, support letters. We were we were able to get funding to so I could do the church planting and focus a hundred percent and not have to do bivocational stuff. Um, I did some of that later, but not initially, and uh, that was very helpful. And I think that's a great benefit of being a part of this co- mm-hmm. cooperation. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
One of the things it does too, and I think churches struggle with this sometimes, but it also creates a act of humility, I think, within the church. Because yeah. uh, what I've seen with some other places is when you support a missionary, it's like you own that missionary almost. It's like when they come in, you better come here and talk to us. We're giving you a hundred dollars a month, right? You know, or whatever. And I don't know. I've always had this sense. I've heard some people say, you know, I wish, you know, we give to the cooperative program and you tell us it supports missionaries. Where do we see it? You know, or well, I want them here. And my mentality has always been like, no, I don't, I don't need them here. Like I, I, I I'm trusting our leadership. I'm trusting, you know, uh, what they're, what they're doing. And I don't want them to feel forced to have to come and like, tell me why it's worth it, you know, here. And, but it, it kind of is, is humbling as well of like, like Scott said, a small church might feel like they're a drop in the bucket, but it's like I am. I am a drop in this bucket, but I'm playing a part in this in this big bucket. And I, I kind of, I kind of get this feeling like I'm just as big of a part as any other church in 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 the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm sure some are giving much more than we give, but I'm a part in all those missionaries out there. And I remember it was taught to me here when I would give even as a kid. And I used to be excited about it. Like when you give, you're helping support at the time, you know, whatever, 3000 missionaries around the world. And I thought that's, that's kind of cool, you know? Um, but it is an act of humility. It's like, I don't own this, uh, but I am giving still to this, uh, which I think is an interesting part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you, and you see similar things with, uh, uh, Paul in the New Testament, with uh, especially the book of Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. where you see him uh, getting uh, asking for money uh, from the Corinthian church, but also mentioning other churches that are giving together to pull together at that time for the saints in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. the poor, um, which would again fall under benevolent uh, yeah. ministries. But um, and 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 elsewhere, you know, I'm just saying you can see principles of this in the New Testament. Um, of cooperation, of uh, working together between congregations yeah. uh, in the New Testament. You had asked, like, what are some positive but also negative examples? And so maybe a negative example would be that the purpose of our cooperation is not to support a specific political party or political candidate or something like that. Right. That would be a, a, a misuse of the church's time mm-hmm. and cooperation, right? We don't use the funds that we pull together to donate to a specific political entity that's not why Mm -hmm. the southern baptist convention the state level or the local level exists that would be a misuse of our cooperation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think another negative thing that we're witnessing a little bit in the southern baptist convention is it's gotten so big like it's been pretty successful the pooling of money together and resources together and we've seen a lot of good things happen but now it's grown to such a size that it's almost hard to contain in our model, which is supposed to be bottom up instead of top, you know, instead of instead of uh, the president of the Sunbrabs Convention dictating what churches do, our model is flipped. It's we have our churches who dictate what every everything that happens, and so we have a meeting, you know, once a year and make those decisions and votes and stuff. But but when it gets so big, it's kind of hard to function that way in reality. It just it just really is, and so you see some struggles. I think within the convention over over that you know there's people who are just like this is supposed to be grassroots and it's like well we can't get together as thousands and thousands of churches every week to make decisions we have to trust people to make decisions well i don't like this like well then we need to shrink back down then 
right? Or something has to change. So I think that's, I don't know, I guess, I don't want to say necessarily negative, but you see a struggle within it where it, it gets difficult because of the size. And I mean, within the Southern Baptist Convention, you're talking billions of, right? Are we up to that? I don't know. A lot to of be money. honest, I don't know. A lot of money. I mean, you're talking a lot of money mm-hmm. being dealt with. I mean, certainly <clears throat> billions over the years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because how many churches nationwide? Like forty thousand, like forty five. Yeah, thousand churches. So yeah. So it's um. I want to move. Go, oh, I was yeah, I was going to piggyback yeah. on that yeah. because I mean there there are definitely challenges to national cooperation. Challenge is probably better word than negative. I would. Think. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean that that is a negative thing because there are. I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast about the different places that the convention would meet. You know, like I I didn't go this year to the annual meeting of the convention because it was all the way out in Anaheim, California. And it's also at a very inconvenient time of year for me and my position here, getting ready for youth camp and things like that. And so that comes into play. But I think part of that, too, is thinking about, especially in the past, like I have um, this, we've, we've referenced this several times in the... Uh, in the podcast, it's a uh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, an exposition from the faculty of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary on the Baptist faith and message. And Mark Terry says um, that since the 1600s, Baptist has for- Baptists have formed associations. And on the national level, it's more challenging for your local church that has a bivocational pastor that can participate in stuff like that. But... It's a lot easier for people to to participate in the state level because it's just within your state. Now that's even still pretty far for some people, especially Michigan. We've got churches up in the UP, and for the last several years, our annual meeting's been in Pontiac. Um, it's going to be further west this year, so maybe churches that are further west can participate. But locally, at the local level, churches can participate much more freely because they're not constrained by distance, at least. They might be by time. Um, and so in, I, I would just say that historically, that local level of associationalism and of cooperation has been much more popular and much more important for the local church. And I think that's the way we should think as a church, as Monroe Missionary Baptist Church, that our involvement locally and statewide should be more important to us than the national level of involvement. I don't know if you guys think that, but I just think I mean, it's because that's more directly where we are here in Monroe, in Michigan, and then nationally through the world. I don't know what you guys think about that, but yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think the more local, the easier, the better. Um, even at times, the more productive, uh, but also the more relational. You know, the yeah, in, in that in that sense. You know, I talked about there is a benefit to giving hum in humbleness and supporting missionaries that we don't know, but when you like you said, we're part of an association here, a Southeastern Association of 17 churches uh, who meet. There's a meeting twice a year, two times a year, spring and fall meeting, where uh, ideally if all those churches <clears throat> would gather together, you would say, oh, I recognize you from Kroger <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, I, I recognize you. And there would be some like opportunities for relationship building and probably a better way to do benevolent needs together. Uh, and so it is easier to do that, which which we've had the privilege of doing. You know, you hear about a local church that you're in association with in need of something. It's like, oh, I can, we can help with that. You need chairs? I got 
60 chairs I've been wanting to get rid of. <laughs> Here's our chairs. <laughs> you know, I mean, just things like yeah, that yeah. that happen on a, on a local level and a cooperative level. And then I think it's also easier on the local level to have honest discussions yeah. about things that are bigger. Uh, theological things or just difficulties within the community or even the world, it's easier to have those discussions when you're sitting with somebody at the table, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and then you can honestly talk through it and, yeah. well, how are we going to deal with this? And I remember when, uh, when COVID hit, we would have association meetings via zoom and yeah. stuff with pastors to say, what are you doing? What are you hearing? What are you thinking? It's, you know, everything was up in the air. It's like, you know, what, what's going on here? And we would have honest discussions about it. Like, no, we're, we're thinking about doing this and doing this. And those were helpful discussions that on a national level just couldn't have, <laughs> couldn't have happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're talking, this kind of goes with what you were saying. We're talking about the Baptist faith and message, which is a national mm-hmm. level statement of faith put out by Southern Baptist churches. But the, the earliest Baptist confessions were put out by local associations. Mm-hmm of churches that weren't national like hey baptist churches all throughout the world let's come together and do this it was more local local level like cities or you know the um i was referencing one earlier the second london baptist confession of faith that was in london that that happened and and it was signed by people elsewhere in england but i think this is a, a bigger topic that i think is fascinating but those england is a much smaller country even within the, I mean, it's only oh, yeah. one country within the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're trying to do something on a, a, on a national level in the United States of America um, where Baptist associations, like what you're talking there, Scott, um, the, the, the country of England itself is not that big. It's about mm-hmm. the size of one of our states. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just realizing the challenge of geography itself as well as i mean even reading you think about politically even i was reading a a book on a uh john c calhoun who was a american senator but senator in the 1800s but he was even talking about the um the concerns of the the nation as a whole as far as what what binds us together as far as even affinities uh together and so we're trying to hold together a national convention what i'm trying to say is is those challenges are very real challenges, distance, geography, uh, cultural connections, because this country is a diverse nation. So what you're saying, though, about trying to especially focus locally is going to be very productive, I think, because um, the farther away and farther removed you get from the local area, um, it's going to be harder to be a good steward of your money mm-hmm. and of your resources and of your um investment of time and labor as a church than it is upon your your local uh, much more local connections of state or or local association mm-hmm. yeah and we <clears throat> in our church uh we've decided as leaders to invest in in that the local part like scott said you know me and him are part of the administrative leadership team in our association <clears throat> just had a meeting last week on like the upcoming budget i don't know, we talked about all all different kinds of things. Right. Uh, you guys had like French catering and everything in yeah. the room. Yeah. I mean, it's a big That's deal. part of working the budget. Catered by Mayer. Mayer. That's a German place. <laughs> uh, but we feel it's important to invest time in that. And for me, you know, if you're talking national, state, or association, what do I think is the most important? I would say association. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that connectivity and this is the ability I feel to get some things mm-hmm. done or have a voice, you know, and really 
Yeah. Yes, I can go to the Southern Baptist Convention the once a year and have a voice. I'm one of 10,000 votes, and that's fine, and I'm not against that, okay? But here, I'm one church of 17, you know, and we can have honest discussions, mm-hmm. and I can have thoughts right. and ideas, and other people can, and we can you're, bounce them off And each you're other. probably going to get um, better discussions, and hopefully, I think you have a better chance of getting a better uh, end result and conclusion as an association than you will ever at the national convention. Cause you can't really have a conversation in a room with people at the national level. Well, you can, and it's really fun to watch. (laughs) Well, you can just speak in a microphone to a bunch of people and, but it's not really, you know what I mean? It's not just that, but I'm also a big believer and God has put Monroe missionary Baptist church in Monroe, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And this is our task and our job. My task isn't Tanzania, right? God has called me to pastor the church here in Monroe. And so the local community then is what God has placed me in. Now, do I like the fact that our church can give to the convention and we do have a part in things around the world? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think God could maybe call someone from my church to go to Tanzania? Yes, I do think that. We have mission partners outside of even the, the cooperative program. We do have that. That I think is great. But the main objective, right, the, the dark hill that God has sent Monroe Missionary Baptist Church on is in Monroe, Michigan, in the surrounding areas. And our association, for the most part, is in our area, Monroe County. Are you talking about the hill in Munson Park? Yeah. Is that what you're the only hill in got? town. Or Heck, say, Heck Park, maybe. Yeah, this is a very flat area. The dark yeah. hill? I never the heard dark that. hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dark. Well, okay, so I want to, uh, real quick, I want to go through here real quick, because I've, I've made these points and I have to talk about them. Yeah, we know. You know what I mean? So it's intentional cooperation. We've talked about the purposes, but second of all, and we've already talked about this and we don't have to stay long on this, but organizational. So when it's talking about cooperation, it's talking about um, specific organizations. So we've talked about those, the, the local association, the state convention, the, the national convention. Thirdly, it's voluntary. So by this we mean, because um, whenever, uh, because people see other um uh, uh, groups of churches, uh, denominations, and they see, um, for instance, you know, the Episcopal Church in the United States of America or the Presbyterian Church. Um, sometimes there can be battles over buildings, for instance. If a local congregation decides we don't want to be a part of this denomination, they can say, well, that's fine. All the people can leave, but we retain the building. The denomination owns it. So it's not a uh, voluntary Uh, You can't just voluntarily leave where that's different for all of our organizations. You can voluntarily leave anytime you want to, um, or you can freely join if you uh, agree to the um, stipulations and such. And so it's advisory. And the point is, is there's no authority over the other churches um, in in our organizations. Um, Anything about that or any of the other final points? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the voluntary aspect, I mean, even in our giving as a church, it's not like we have to give so much to be a Southern Baptist church or or anything along those lines. There's, It is voluntary. I, as a pastor, you don't have to be a serve on the association administrative leadership team. You don't have to serve in the state convention. I mean, you don't even have to go to the meetings if you don't want. There are plenty of churches that, that don't do that, but they still want to be Southern Baptist church, and they, they have the right to do that because it, volu- it is voluntary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a friend in the Methodist church, and I mean, the, the denomination can come and say, we're moving you. Mm. <laughs> they provide us parsonage and all that, but we're moving you mm-hmm. to the state, and it's like they have complete oversight, and I like that we're part of the co- cooperation because we 
can kind of set our own bylaws and we can do kind of kind of what we feel God's like entrusted to us as far as our, our unique DNA and yet still have that kind of cooperative um, partnership. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so it talks lastly about um, unified cooperation because it mentions Christian unity. And then lastly, it says inter, it even mentions interdenominational uh, cooperation. Now, I think that's interesting. Um, what does that mean? What would uh, an example of interdenominational? Because it says um, cooperation is desirable between the various Christian denominations when the end to be attained is itself <laughs> justified. So I'm just curious, what would a good example of this look like um, practically? And what would a bad example of something we wouldn't want uh, interdenominational cooperation to look like? Um, I don't like that phrase. First, I need to say that. Which phrase? Uh, when the end to be attained is itself justified. That seems to be a pretty floating phrase there. I could justify anything, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it needed to be more cemented there. Uh, I think a good one would be maybe local churches in the community are rather gathering together and rallying around... <clears throat> something morally wrong that's happening in the school system that's against the word of God and we know it right and so maybe maybe the local Methodist pastors like I want to have a prayer or I want to I, I want to go to the uh, school board with this petition and I'm looking for local churches to sign the petition in support and it's you know to stand against, whatever the moral issue is that's biblically wrong. And maybe as a church you say, yeah, we're, we're with you on this. We'll, we'll, we'll sign that petition. And so does the Catholic Church, and so does some other churches. Uh, we're kind of rallying with them, even though they're not, in our, not part of the Southern Baptist Convention. And we feel that the end to be attained itself is justified to try to get this out of the school system, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that would be. I think that would be a, mm-hmm. one example of positive i think a negative one would be all the churches are going to gather together for a worship service to show our unity in god it's like well wait a second we're all divided (laughs) for a reason right because we have some big differences with Mm -hmm. some churches Mm -hmm. and so i can't gather with that denomination or that denomination or that denomination or that non-denominational church maybe Mm -hmm. right because they have some theology that I don't stand for. And when we gather to worship God, I think we're seeing things a little different. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're separate. Yeah. Something that's going to come up in this upcoming series that you're going to do on Sundays is if you if there was an event like that, there's probably a lot of churches that, that maybe would want to go. But if you say, we're going to take the Lord's Supper together here, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. would be something that there are many churches, not just us, that would say, okay, we can't be part of that mm-hmm. because they have very specific beliefs about mm-hmm. what the Lord's Supper is, mm-hmm. who can take it, what's mm-hmm. happening there. Right. Right. And so, I mean, you can do something general, um, but like uh, just yeah. to, to illustrate your point, really, there's a, you're right. There's a reason we are different churches. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I might have just missed it, Spencer, but. Part of the statement there for cooperation interdenominationally, it says, 
cooperation is desirable between the various Christian denominations when the end to be attained is itself justified. But then it goes on to say, and when such cooperation involves no violation of conscience or compromise to the loyalty of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, I mean, there's there's a line that gets crossed where we say, yeah, the I, I agree with that end, but I can't cooperate in this way for mm-hmm. that. So like an example of in the negative for me might be like in terms of like missions, international missions. Mm-hmm. Do we want to see people in the nations come to Christ? Absolutely. But we can't cooperate with the church or with a ministry that believes in like baptismal regeneration that like if you're baptized that's good or your baptism is necessary for your salvation because mm-hmm. that's then teaching something that we think is out of step with the gospel we can't be part of that ministry mm-hmm. uh, even though we want to see the world evangelized mm-hmm. um, and we might hear of however many thousands of people that have been saved through this this effort or this event but if what you define as quote unquote saved is not in agreement with what we think doctrinally, then we cannot be part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another example would be anything that, um, you know, it de- and it depends, right? Sometimes the end itself might be, quote, justified. Like, I guess, theoretically, we could talk about, um, I don't know. I'm not even saying I'm, but like abortion, you know, for instance. Mm-hmm. But if a, if the document says, for instance, we all stand together in the gospel, and then the the Roman Catholics want to sign it along with us. We would mm-hmm. say, no, nah, I can't have that phrase in there because we don't all mm-hmm. stand together on the gospel. Or, um, and this is also where I think, um, and I think that's an integrity thing. Yeah, like you're standing on some integrity because I think I, there's a lot of people I think who would sign that, right, and just say, ah, yeah, you know, it, you know what they mean, right. yeah. you know, and right. it's like, no, yeah. by integrity, stand. I can't, right. I can't sign this. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Or I'm not tr- trying to be mean. Like right. I think it's actually an honorable thing to right. say. And I think though too, that's where people need to. And this is where I, I mean, I would personally lean in a lot of ways. Um, to a lot of issues to say, no, the church shouldn't do that, but I'm all for you doing that as an individual Christian right. or as, our, as just a citizen in the, in the in the society with you where I can join alongside Mormons and, and Jews and Muslims and, you know, whatever you are, I can join alongside you in a lot of things for this world, whether it be being pro-life or whether it be any number of whatever issues you want. Um, but should the church itself be involved in that with other churches. The The danger is um, that we can start sending messages as if, you know, we're, we're all on the same page because there are people, there are churches in our community that call themselves churches, but they don't believe the Trinity. So, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm glad that we can work together on moral issues as citizens and things like that. But as churches, we, we don't have the same God. And we just have to be real about that, mm-hmm. and um, and that I think that's actually being very respectful to their convictions and our convictions, rather than just saying it doesn't matter. We're actually saying it does matter. Your beliefs matter, and my beliefs matter, and that's why we can't sign this together or work together as as local churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that that's that's uh, there's a lot of of wisdom, and 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 honestly, that's where it, it gets in the details of making sure whatever you're doing. The details are are very important, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. in that. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say another area that we see interdenominational cooperation um, is like in things like conferences. Yeah. And things like that. I mean, like we all went to a conference mm-hmm. uh, several mm-hmm. months ago that 
was not at a Southern Baptist church. Right. It was a Baptist church, but not Southern Baptist. And so that's kind of an idea of interdenominational. I know there's a family who's uh, today or tomorrow going down to Tennessee for a conference. There's going to be mul- many denominations represented mm-hmm. at yeah. that conference, yeah, but right. it's a really good conference. Right. Yeah, good and there's things that can be that can be learned and gained there and mm-hmm. brought back here and implemented, and it's not compromised. Uh, most right. times, co- bigger conferences like that will have uh, either statements of faith or if it's just led by like one church, like the one we went to, you can just look at that church's statement of faith and see, yeah, I can broadly agree with this. You know, there's agreement there. We're just not part of the same denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just another way mm-hmm. that you can see interdenominational cooperation that's positive. Right, right. I guess theoretically we had interdenominational cooperation at our men's conference because yeah, I was just thinking that. Andrew Willis is, yeah, we did. He's a Baptist, but he's not a part of our denomination. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure you had people that came that were not SBC men. Yeah. You know, in SBC churches. I don't know. I don't think we did. Oh, okay. Maybe not. We didn't let those in the door. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, I just we, don't know. I don't know. We, <laughs> I actually, I, I know of one who wanted to come, but they were out of town. Okay. But I told them, like, you're more than welcome. Right. I hope yeah. you do. Right. But right. yeah, they, they they would not have been SBC yeah. or even Baptist. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There you go. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, that's all about cooperation. Um, and so um, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for cooperating with me. What's next? That. Um, I have no idea. And the best What's next, Scott? Message. What's next, Scott? How can we cooperate with so you? It's not partner. family. It's, Episode 100 uh, is next. I know, but I mean in the Baptist faith and message, it's uh, stewardship. Uh, I think it's Christian uh, and social order. Yeah, the Christian social order. Mm. And peace and war. Peace and war. Is that you, we should do a good one. Is that, that Tolstoy? Peace and, yeah, war and that's peace. right. Yeah, war, war and peace, peace. War and peace. Man, Tim wow, knew that one. Go. Everyone's that's good. There you go, classic. I'm kind of surprised. I'm not saying that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, whatever. If looks could kill, right, right. now, folks. Yeah, Candid compliment. That's good. So, what are we doing for episode 100? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It'll come next week. <laughs> Literally that's, about to do it. That's an no, Italian thing. We do it next week. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, we do not record multiples. No, we're doing it next week. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Tim. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, doing what? Reminding them it's next week. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. As, as long as this one gets posted on time, <laughs> that's a good point. It might be in two or three. It, weeks. it might be two or three. All right, weeks. I'm, I'm just going to go start muting everybody now. Okay. Well, it's been a lot of fun, and so thanks for listening. Tune in for episode 100.